Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates in that. Today is June 10th, 2021. The Pirates have a 390 winning percentage going into tonight's game against the Dodgers. Seems like a pretty good time for a prospect update, right? Let's go Bucks. Hey, Jake, it's time. The prospect updates. All right, guys, this is a different episode, a new episode, uh, midweek kind of thing. We said we were going to talk about prospects. We sat down to talk about prospects and everything on Sunday. And this, this I'm assuming this is going to release Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere around there. It was recorded on Sunday, so all the statistics and everything that you're going to hear are from today. Well, I'm sorry. I'm still this is still Sunday for me when I'm recording this. So, are from <laughs> Sunday up yeah. into that day. So, we're going to get into our top 30 prospects and then we're going to sprinkle in a couple extras. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to hear things like how old they are, when we got them, when they're coming uh, to Pittsburgh possibly or at least as far as their scouting report says. Things like that, but we're going to give some statistics and some injury updates and whatnot and what to look for. And on the spot, Jake, one name. Name him. Ronzi Contreras. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get in to the prospects. So our number one prospect is keep Brian Hayes. So, yeah, we've, we've done that. Our number two prospect, I mean, that's it, right? Just blow by it. (laughs) Right. So yeah. I'm, we're just going to go down through the top 30. According to MLB.com, there are actually different prospect lists out there, but I'm going with the MLB.com is the most accessible one. So number two, Nick Gonzalez. Second baseman, 22 years. He was at uh, New Mexico State. So what MLB.com does is they give an ETA that estimates the time that they think they'll be breaking into the show. So... His ETA, 2022. So maybe you'll see him as early as next year. Mm -hmm. Chances are it'll probably be like the end of the season next year if you see him. That's my thought process on on this. I think that they'll be slow with him. He's in high A right now in Greensboro, which means he still has to do double A. He still has to do triple A. Not all the time, but they usually are going to go through that process. Yeah. And I think a lot of teams, especially after missing a year. So he was drafted just last year in the middle of all this. So this is it for him. This is the first time he's getting a chance to do anything. A lot of guys get like rookie and short season. That stuff's all gone now. So, and of course, last year there was nothing. So he's a guy we're excited about. High, high draft pick. So like I said, high A, Greensboro Grasshoppers. (laughs) (laughs) he's only played in 13 games on May 21st. He was added to the injured list still has yet to come back for that. So the numbers are what they are. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to look at 13 games and say, well, is this good or not? He seems pretty even keel. It almost feels like this is actually 
makes sense. He's got a 294 average, 368 on base, slugging 549. That actually feels like, okay, that could be a sustainable thing. It's not like he's like, oh, he's having good at bats, but he's hitting 188, or he's hitting out of this world right now. It's not going right. to last. It's none of right. those. It just feels like he's he's got seven doubles, two home runs. I think that's about right for high A. A lot of times a what you see. couple stolen bases too, right? What's that? He's got a couple stolen bases too. Yeah. High A, a lot of times you see a lot of doubles. Those doubles as they, as they grow up mm-hmm. and learn Mature. to hit, they turn into home runs. Yeah. So that's well, kind of the hope with him. Yeah, and you're seeing that even even still, just to give you like an age perspective, Shelton has actually talked about it this year. They asked about Brian Reynolds' recent power surge. You know, he's had multiple home runs in the past couple of weeks, and he said, you know, he was hitting line drives in the gap and getting doubles, and now he's getting lift and they're carrying out. Yeah. So he hasn't changed anything. He's just starting to, you know, figure it out, and he's growing as a hitter. Right, he he's got eight right now home runs, and he and he was when he had his fifteenth double, he was leading MLB, and then now he's actually like recently been hitting more and more homers, and mm-hmm. his doubles are staying. He's at seventeen, right? But anyway, Nick Gonzalez, uh, you know, just thirteen games so far as a professional, so but he's exciting. Yeah, number three is Quinn Priester, the righty. He's another first round pick. Drafted in 2019, he was the rookie rookie ball short season stuff after that year, and he probably would have been where he's at now in 2020. Or I'm sorry, he's high A right now. He's in Greensboro as well. He probably would have already done low A right, and then yeah. moved into high A, and so you expect him to start high A, and maybe move into double A this year, maybe. He's only 20. They have his ETA at 2023. 20, Once again, that's I think the ETAs are real interesting. They're, they're just throwing them out there. They're saying right. if everything goes well, he could be popping in this time. It's not even based on how good your team is. It's just based on a number of when they think he'll be ready according to his tools. It's a scouting report. Right. Anyway, for him starting off at high A instead of low A, I think it's a good sign. He made a lot of people at last year, even though they weren't playing games, he did a lot of things to make a lot of people start talking about him. Yeah. And it looks like he's he's making good on that a little bit. So he's only had five starts. His ERA is at 471. This is one of those things where I was just talking about Will Crow. 471, but he has a couple good starts. It's going to go down real quick. Mm-hmm. And he's pitched 27 innings, 17 Ks, 8 walks, there's still stuff there. His biggest problem right now is he's giving up 23 hits. So that's the part of the game that is still to come for a guy who has barely pitched professionally. Right. I I just, I want to reiterate, these are updates. These are, we're still excited to see what Quinn Priester can do. But it is, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> these guys, most of these guys we're going to talk about are not close. So to be honest with you, sometimes their numbers aren't that important. Right. It's it's more about the progression of these numbers. But it's good to see good numbers, and we will see good numbers. Number four, O'Neal Cruz. Still playing shortstop. Yes, he's still six foot seven. He's 22. His ETA is 2022. So next year, and I believe that. 
I actually do. I think he'll, even though he's double A right now, I think he'll move quickly. In 2019, he worked his way into double A and he had one home run in 35 games. Well, he's played in 24 games this year. He's got five home runs. So his power is showing up. He's Mm -hmm. also swiped seven bags, hit five doubles and two triples. He's hitting 292 on base at 352 slugging 542. In the last 10 games, he's really started to come up 368. Uh, His power's there. It's showing. Uh, There was something this spring written about him being a slow starter. Remember in the spring, he got, what, one hit? If he even got a hit? Yeah. I think he did. I think he got one. One hit in the spring. And they've said he's a slow starter. Every spring looks like this. And then he comes out in the season, and it's slow. And then he's not starting all that slow. I mean, we're on 24 games in. He looks good. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big thing. Um, The double A thing, once again, I think is mostly defense. And I think we talked about this early season. He's there because they want Cole Tucker to play short at triple A. They want him to play short in double A. They want Piguero to play short in high A. They want Escado to play short in low A. We've got shortstops that we want to play shortstop. Right. And Every day. Every day, Yes. And so I think that's the point. What I also think is O'Neill Cruz needs to play short as much as possible because they have to figure out if he's going to stay there. Right. That's the biggest thing. He looks like he can field the ball. He's athletic enough to field the ball. He's got an absolute rifle for an arm, but it needs to it needs to be he needs to show that it that he's there and he can play that at a professional level. Right. And I'll say this too. He wants to play short. And I believe, I have no proof of this, I believe he's made that vocal. I want to play short. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think this is kind of an idea to say, hey, you're going to double A, but this is because you want to play short. So show me you can play short. Uh, one of the other things they say is that they keep him at short so that he stays engaged as he matures. Keeps engaged in the game. I think maturity mm-hmm. is an issue as far as what they're saying. Um, he's made eight errors so far this year, three fielding, five throwing. I don't know double a numbers. I don't know the fields that he's playing. I don't, I don't know these things. I don't know if eight, I mean, to me, it feels like a lot, Yeah. but I don't have like a comparison of, oh yeah, it's a lot, but this guy had a lot when he was in double a too. Maybe the fields aren't as nice. Fields are probably just fine. Right. Yeah. I'm guessing five of them are throwing. So he's got the great arm. But either he's rushing or, you know, you just wonder if this is going to last. Well, I mean, he's he's still six foot seven. Yeah. What have we said about some of the, like, glass now and, you know, some of these tall pitchers? Like, sometimes it's just harder to throw accurate when you're younger. And it's the same when you're a position player. I mean, you're long, lanky. Sometimes it can be a little hard to control all that. But moving but forward, is that what, you know what I mean? Right. That's like if you're playing in the outfield, it might be a little easier to control. Yeah, it's at least a little more, it's a little easier to adjust for it. Right. If you throw it off by five feet and I'm your cutoff man, I can move over and still still make that throw in stride. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this, but I think by the time he gets to Pittsburgh, he'll be in right field. Right. And this start, eight errors in 24 games, kind of tells me that, that might be sooner than later, but when I say that, I don't think it's going to happen next week. Like he's going to play short. 
Yeah. There's a possibility He'll it happens. He'll probably play short all year. Uh, my guess is that he will definitely play short all year. He won't move off of short until maybe when he gets to AAA. When you get to AAA, you're in the waiting. Well, you're in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. And I think that if they look this guy in the eye and say, "Hey, man, can you just play some games in right field?" Because if you do, you're getting called up a lot sooner. Yeah. But if you keep playing short, like there's, look at our roster right now. Who's ahead of him right now? Newman, Gonzalez, right? I mean, Tucker. It's those three guys. Yeah. They're ahead of him in a shortstop depth chart. So I don't like your chances. Right. I still, I would even consider thinking about first base. Yeah. Just because, just because he's, he's playing shortstop. He's made three fielding errors. So, you know, he's got good hands. He's huge. Yeah. He's a big target. It's possible. When he stretches, he's going to stretch further than, I don't know how big Mason Martin is, but you know, is Mason Martin going to be able to hit at the next level? I've already seen what Will Craig can do at the next level. Well, if, if he even sticks around <laughs> with us. Right. Yeah, that's but he's not an option down the road. I mean, we're going to we're going to talk about Mason Martin in a little bit. I mean, the average obviously isn't there, but he he's right in pace with O'Neill Cruz and Homers. Mhm. Um and they're the same age, so Right. So we have actually had O'Neill Cruz when we traded Tony Watson to the Dodgers, we got O'Neill Cruz was part of that. That was 2017. The Dodgers signed him in 2015. So we got him in 2017, which was the same year we drafted Mason Martin. So he's like two years ahead of Martin as far as playing pro ball. Yeah. I don't, I'm not even saying first base is what I think that he should. But I'm just saying it would be an interesting, you know. I just think the arm. I think the athleticism in the arm, I think, maybe is a waste at first, is what I think most people I are mean, thinking. Right, but he does have five throwing errors, so can he contain his arm? I'd rather have Again, somebody... a easier to do. Yeah, outfield throwing is, outfield. is a lot easier than even first base. I mean, remember, second, yeah. remember Josh Bell at first base, and, I mean, he couldn't throw. We couldn't right. even get a double play. Right. So I'd hate him to start throwing that ball into the outfield just trying to get a double play. Right. If that's even the case. I haven't seen the errors. They might be because he's thrown from between third and short. I have no clue. Right. But either way, that's the kind of thing we're going to keep an eye on for him. So, I, yeah. I mean, I just feel like right field's probably a good option, and we need it. Yeah. And right field, for us, I mean, I know we have guys that are coming up, but, like, even then, a lot of our outfield prospects are very young. Yeah. So next up, number five, Lyover Pagero. He's also in in high A Greensboro. He just came off the injured list. He went on May fifteenth. He came back off May twenty eighth. I wonder. We've seen a lot of injuries at the pro level because of the shortened season last year. But I wonder if these minor leaguers who didn't play at all last year, other than workouts, right? If they're gonna have more injuries. But anyway. He was one of the pieces in the Starling Marte deal. I'd say the piece, but the other guy's good too. So there's the pitcher, Brennan Malone, who's also on this list, number eight. So both of them top 10 for Starling Marte. This is a good trade, hopefully. Mm-hmm. They're both very young. So uh, Pagero is 20 years old. He's a shortstop. They're saying 2023. 20, he's two years younger than 
than Gonzalez. That's that's the middle infield right now in Greensboro at high A is Peguero and Gonzalez. We hope to see that. Uh, yeah. But in his 14 games, he's in about 259 right now, and that's uh, it was a little bit higher. It's it's come down a little bit since he came back. I mean, he's still kind of you know what I mean. He was out. He was away for a week or two, and you know now he's got to get the timing again. 259, 317. He's only slugging 397. He's got two homers, two doubles. He swiped six bases though. But yeah, I mean, he was rookie ball in 18 and 19, and uh, actually 19 was mostly just like short season stuff. So really, it's the same kind of thing. He's he's going to be in high A all year. He's not moving up, I wouldn't think. Maybe towards the end of the year, he moves up to double A if Cruz moves up to triple A. Yeah. But either way, this is really, he's he's kind of where he should be, and it's part of the process, and we'll see. It's kind of hard with these guys who have only played 13 or 14 games. Right. Number six, outfield prospect, Hudson Head. Kind of the big piece of the Joe Musgrove trade, if you believe that. Uh, I mean, right now, as far as literally right now, it feels like David Bednar is the big piece. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we we got a lot of people in this Joe Musgrove deal. So Hudson Head was, uh, I think, the highest ceiling of what they're saying. Outfielder, he's only 20, so he's a ways away. He's in low A right now. Um, he was a third-round pick for San Diego. So not like a guaranteed, like, hey, this guy's a first-round pick. He should be really good. But he's a third-round pick, and they say he's going to be really good because he's shown them that he's going to be really good. Sometimes yeah. I like that. Sometimes the first-round pick, you say, oh, he's a first-round pick. He ought to be good. But if he doesn't show mm-hmm. you, then it's like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't have drafted him in the first round. <laughs> but he uh, he's played in 26 games, so we got a little bit of a, a better piece of, of what he's done. The first number, I do not like. He's hitting 190. The second number, on base, 393. I do like that. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple doubles. He's got three home runs. Uh, he's walked 23 times, so you know that his plate approach is good in that way. Struck out 34 times. Basically... He's a new age player. Three true outcomes. Looks like he's trying to hit bombs. He's trying to see his pitch and do damage. And maybe the 190 evens out. Yeah. Um, but with his on base so high, he he is looking like he's going up there with a plan. And we've talked about this. The plan to sit and look at a bunch of pitches just gets you out and it makes you strike out. So he's going to have to grow up. And I don't mean that like changes ways. I mean, right. that sort right. of approach is is going to come with time. And it's he's twenty, so maybe a lot of his fly ball outs are will soon become home runs. And if so, it, it's possible that you have another guy who maybe ends up moving to right field, but not because of his offense only, right? Right, right. but because if he becomes like a power guy. And his defense is yet to be seen. He is fast, but his defense is yet to be seen. You know what I mean? He does have a good arm. Those things work in right field. Right. So he's only 20 if he if he thickens up and, you know what I mean? All right, so number seven is we have two guys with great names, number seven and number nine. I think this one's my favorite, Tanaj Thomas. So as far as name, A+. Plus. <laughs> he's 21. He's in high A Greensboro. Okay, you see, you're seeing a, 
you're seeing a trend here. A lot of our mm-hmm. top guys are are in class A, either high or low A. But 21, he came along with Eric Gonzalez from the Indians when we sent Luplo and Moroff there. Luplo's playing for him and he's hitting home runs. Moroff has moved on. He's on a different team. <laughs> but <laughs> Luplo is playing for Cleveland at yeah. in the majors. So I'll give him that. But we got Eric Gonzalez who, I mean, to be a backup infielder, he's been everywhere. He's played great defense at literally all four positions. Yeah. So... You know, it is what it is. He was a he was a guy who he's better than Moroff. Infielder for infielder, he's better than Moroff. And Tanaj Thomas hopefully ends up better than Luke Blow, and then we win that that deal. Right. Yeah. Um Cleveland knows pitching. That's what we were talking about earlier. So I'm sure they saw something in Tanaj Thomas. We see something in Tanaj Thomas. Five starts, three eighteen ERA. He's pitched seventeen innings. He has twenty three Ks and eleven walks. Opponent average against him is only 150. So he has given up yeah. five home runs, though. So a 318 ERA when he's given up five home runs, that's why that opponent average is as low as 150. Right. Number eight is the other guy from the Starling Marte deal, Brennan Malone. He's actually in low A Bradenton. He's 20. I'd say the, the Pirates appear to be treading pretty lightly with Malone. He had eight starts in rookie ball after being drafted in 2019. And then he spent last season at the alternate site, but he didn't actually pitch. But he's he hasn't uh, he hasn't started any, so he's only pitched three point two innings so far. He was part of the of the no hitter. Yeah, he was part of the no hitter in Bradenton. Uh, but really, three point two innings, four hits. He has walked five, and he's only struck out two. It appears we have what they're working on. <laughs> <laughs> he's looks like he might be walking too many people. So. Uh, but Brennan Malone is uh, super athletic, throws gas, and the scouting report says he throws gas deep into his starts. So we haven't seen that, obviously, because right now we have him in relief. So, Right. Uh, number nine is the second best name, Travis Swaggerty. He's an outfielder. He's the guy who, so this year we talked about him, a little bit of an exciting uh, start to the season because he skipped double A altogether. Last year, he should have, in like natural progression, he should have played double A. They lost last year. Your assumption would be, okay, this year he goes to double A, and he's a year behind. But he actually started the year in Indy, triple A, and hit a home run in his first at, or first, yeah, first at bat of the year. Lead off, too. First round draft pick. Uh, unfortunately, this was the... Blowing news that if you're on Twitter, you know, because everybody's all the all the writers are talking about the Swaggerty started off pretty good, and you thought, man, could we see him in in Pittsburgh late this year? Well, he played 12 games and he dislocated his shoulder, and it basically wasn't getting better. Season-ending shoulder surgery. He's out for like five months. Yeah. Well, they jumped the gun on it a little bit because. Um, I heard him talking about it either. I forget if it was the radio or when I was watching the game. It was either listening to the game or watching it. And they said they they kind of jumped on it because they were, you know, wanting him to get better and get back so that he has a normal offseason and a normal start to next year. Yeah, and I think they gave him the choice and he chose this. Yeah. So he's 23 years old. His thing is, is that defensively he's a center fielder and he's a good one. Yeah. 
coincidentally, do you remember when I went to the game in Columbus with the alternate site guys and Will Crow mm-hmm. pitched and Swaggerty was there and O'Neill Cruz, Rodolfo Castro, Ji Juan Bay, like a lot of these guys that we're talking about were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a routine fly ball that bounced out of his glove. <laughs> <laughs> they cost them two runs. But he's <laughs> he's supposedly uh, really good. Um so his ETA is 2022 as far as the scouting report. Looks like it'll probably be a cup of coffee in 2022, uh, which really stinks uh, because now that's really going to throw him another year off. And it's worse than just if had he started in double A this year, I think he could have progressed into triple A and still been a 2022 uh, ETA guy. But now it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine he's there and with any sort of impact next year. In his 12 games, uh, he, he started off hot. He dipped down to a 220, but he did hit three home runs and only struck out three times. Yeah, that, that three, that's that's big deal to me. The three Ks? Put your bat to the ball. Yeah, yeah. put your bat to the ball. Yeah. Things happen. I know he's batting 220, but... Well, you can imagine if he is putting bat to ball. I mean, 12 games, I guess I'm more impressed with three home runs but 12 games, 3Ks, I mean, if a couple of those drop, he's probably over 300. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's it's not very many at-bats. Right. Number 10, uh, Cody Bolton. Don't have much to say here. He's 22 years old, uh, kind of in double-A. Uh, he'll miss the whole year after having knee surgery. So not like mm. a pitching thing, which is good. Yeah. But it's like a meniscus tear, and he had to have season-ending surgery. Number 11, Carmen Majinski, and I had to look up how to say his name. M L M L O D Z I N S K I Majinski. What'd you have to look that up for? Yeah, seems easy to me. He's 22 years old. He's in <laughs> High A Greensboro. Greensboro. <laughs> uh, we just drafted him last year. He's 22, but he was just drafted last year out of college. So four starts. Th- this guy here. For me, under the radar, because he's last year's draft pick, so you haven't seen anything from him. Right. If you can start off good and throw out numbers, they probably, if you were to throw out numbers and say, yeah, he started off hot, they probably wouldn't even be this good. (laughs) (laughs) He's started four games. Now, he's only thrown 16 and third, but that makes sense that they're going to only throw him four innings or so. Yeah. At this point. Uh, 055 ERA. Seven hits in 16 innings, 25 strikeouts. <laughs> he says seven walks, but opponent average 127. He just pitched today, five scoreless innings, seven Ks and a walk. Yeah, that's tough. 25 Ks to seven walks. That grows. Yeah. Over absolutely. time. So, over time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and he's not even giving up hits. Right. Okay. So we just did this on number nine. Let's do it on number 12. Number 12 prospect, somebody that you guys know well, Jameson Tyone trade, Miguel Yahure. Right-handed pitcher, 23 years old, AAA. He's here. I mean, like he's made starts. Right. Um, and good ones. Yeah. A 386 ERA with Pittsburgh so far this year, 371 with Indy, um, striking out about a batter and inning in AAA. I know a lot of, in the majors, he was pitching a lot to contact and whatnot, but another injury. He's been placed on the IL due to right elbow discomfort. Um, that's an uh-oh, but it looks like they're not going straight to Tommy John. 
at first they said it'll be a short stint. But now I guess uh, the Pirates director of sports medicine, Tom, Tom Chick. Your name is Tom, Tom Chick. <laughs> Way to go, Dad. <laughs> uh, he said there's, little, uh, there's a little cause for concern. Um, if it ends up being Tommy John's, this is huge. Right. Um, you're talking about Anderson, Cahill, whoever, possibly being guys to move. Well, you can't move those guys unless you have guys to pitch. Right. And Will Crow just blew up to a seven-plus ERA, but it looks like he's going to get a shot if Miguel uh, Yahure cannot be ready to take a spot. Kind of hoping he could just take a spot at the end of the year. Right get his feet, like get into the water up to his knees instead of just dipping in. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see how that goes. I, I, I didn't, I don't have all of his stats written down here because we've seen him pitch. You know what I mean? Right. We've been yeah. talking about him. So the big thing right now is, is watching that injury. Number 13 is Eddie Yeen. Y-E-A-N. Eddie Yeen. He's only 19 years old. He came over with Will Crow. In the trade, in the Josh Bell trade. He's 19 years old. His ETA is still listed at 2023. He's in low A Bradenton right now, as he should be at 19. Mm-hmm. He's pitched in six games. He started four of them, and he's got an 862 ERA. <laughs> <laughs> 15 innings. Uh, he's walked 12, and he's given up five homers. Yeah, I'm going to guess that ETA is probably slightly off. Yeah. Well, he's 19. Slightly. So. I'm guessing the same. Now, he is the big piece in that trade, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's 15 innings, and he's he's gotten rocked a little bit, but we'll see how that goes. He's in low A Bradenton. He's got time. Sure. Number 14 is Ji-Huan Bay. He's in double A. This, this infield in double A, we've already talked about. Really, we've t- we haven't got to Mason Martin yet, but we've already talked about him. He's next, though. So you're talking in the top 15, you have three of the four infielders in double-A right now. Jihuan Bay originally signed by the Braves, but when they cheated in the international market stuff, his contract was voided and the Pirates signed him in 2018. So good for us. Rough little patch for the Braves and, and the things that happened there. But originally was a shortstop. I think the Pirates mostly just have him at second base. Um, there's even some people that think he'll end up in the outfield before he gets there because he's blazing fast super fast um he's only 21 but his eta is like 2022 because they a lot of people like a lot of things uh he's already got four errors uh and he's hitting 233 and on base is only 287 and slugging is only 291 which i will say this his slugging will probably not get high this is a base hitter out of korea um so he's got that like smooth Run and swing from the left mm-hmm. side. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Ichiro type swing. But yeah, 22 games. So, I mean, it's there. He has one double. He has two triples, which are probably three doubles for most people. The guy's <laughs> fast. Yeah. So, yeah, rough start. He does have uh, five stolen bases, though. But he struck out 21 times. So, you'd like to see that change. Yeah. If he's, he's going to do anything, you'd like to see that change. But he's he's fast. Mm-hmm. Number 15, Mason Martin, probably the only guy who we can say, okay, we have a guy that we think can play first. We don't have very many first-base prospects. We haven't had first-base prospects in a long time. Right. Mason Martin is like an interesting – well, 
I'm sorry, Will Craig was a first base prospect. He lost that status a couple of years ago to be really like one of our big prospects, but right. But Mason Martin, who we drafted in what do we say, 2017? Yeah. Uh super athletic dude. He's not like a like Will Craig was a powerhouse, you know, big guy, but this dude is like he's an athlete, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's 22. They're saying he's a couple years away, or they're saying next year is his ETA. Now, once again, that is considering he plays this year in double A, maybe gets a cup of coffee in triple A, and then next year starts off in triple A, maybe gets a cup of coffee next year. You know what I mean? Like that's what they're right. saying. Yeah. Twenty four games. He's still in two twenty six, but he does have five doubles, a triple, and five home runs. He's slugging four eighty eight, which for two twenty six, four eighty eight, not too bad. Right. But it seems like one of these guys, he's got like power potential. So sometimes the guys with power potential are a little bit slower in this, but he, he legit could be a first baseman in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, I, I looked this up at one point, like at the beginning of the year, he hit like 30 some home runs or something like that. It was a crazy number. I, I'm, I wish I could remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, in 2019 was the big thing, and this is where he shot super far up. But in 2019, he started off in low A, full season, played in 82 games and knocked 23 homers. Yeah. And he still hit 262, so the average is not, you know what I mean? He had 23 homers. Right. And then he played in 49 games the next step up in Bradenton, which in high A, he hit 12 more home runs, giving his... 2019 total in 131 games to 35 homers and he had 254 and he still struck out like 160 times 168 actually it says so i mean the dude's gonna strike out he's gonna hit home runs but he slugged 558 and his ops was 908 you know what i mean like he's still a legit hitter yeah and the couple years before that like his first season he played in 39 games and hit 11 homers and then his in 2018 when he was in like another low A in rookie ball, he hit 14 homers in 100 games. And then you can see, oh, wait, he's starting to get a little bit older, starting to get a little, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, he's looking to put those power numbers up, but his average is, I mean, he's hitting 234. His average is not far off of, I have him here as 226, but I'm looking at it right now, and I I have a game missed. I have 24 games. He's actually playing 26 games. Add a double of that. He's got six doubles now. And he's hitting 234. So it's up a little bit from I have 226. He's actually in 234. I took these notes Saturday morning. So in the last two days, he's done well. <laughs> Hit a yeah. double and got some extra hits. But this is what this is what we're saying. Like we haven't so far in his minors career, he's basically logged two seasons, 300 games. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. 150 a year, two seasons. He's got 65 homers. So this is a legitimate. Yeah. Possible 30 homer guy or so. And the crazy thing is he was picked 508th overall round 17 in 2017. And he's just six foot two twenty. Like he's an athlete. You know what I mean? Like he's right. Yeah. He's thick, but not like he's, he still runs. All right. Yeah. Not like, he's not like a base stealer by any means, but anyway, could be a good first baseman. He's he's one to watch for for sure. Yeah, hopefully he'll be putting some balls in the Allegheny. Number sixteen, Jared Oliva. 
Outfielder, 25 years old. We know all about him. He's hurt. He hasn't played yet. <laughs> Outfielder, super fast. What else you want? He's, he's played there. Number 17 is another 19-year-old, Jared Jones. He's only pitched in two games, four innings, hasn't given up a run, but he's got nine strikeouts. Only one walk. Yeah, one walk, nine strikeouts, and four innings. He's in Bradenton, low A. You'll you'll forget about him before he makes a show. So, <laughs> twenty twenty four, they're saying, but we'll we'll see where that goes. He's nineteen years old. Number eighteen, Cal Mitchell, twenty five games, two sixty six, five doubles, three homers, and a stolen base. He's in Altoona right now. He's twenty two years old. Um, another outfielder, uh, mostly right field, left handed hitter. So another potential power guy. Number 20, Sammy Siani, outfielder, 20 years old. He's in Bradenton, low A. 24 games, he's struggled a little bit. 185, he is on base at a 352, but his slugging's even lower than that. He's got five doubles, a triple, and two homers, so maybe an interesting thing there. Five, three stolen bases, he does have a lot of speed. Uh, number 21, uh, you want to do the honors of this one? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's your favorite player right now. Yeah, Ronzi Contreras, 21 <laughs> years old, man, right-handed pitcher. Expecting him in 2021 or 2022. He's in double A right now. This is a guy we got in the tie-in trade from the Yankees, and <laughs> he's been pitching lights out. Yeah. Now, he is he's, on the 40-man roster, just as a note. So that tells you yeah. 2021, 2022, it's actually a legitimate number. He's on the 40-man roster. Yeah. Started five games so far, pitched into a 163 ERA in 27 and two-thirds innings. 42 strikeouts. That's <laughs> not even real. 27 only, innings. Only six, only six walks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, he's electric. Yeah. Boogie, uh, woogie, woogie, woogie. Yeah. Type his name in Google. There's a lot of buzz around him right now. Um, he's deserving it while he's hot. You know what I mean? He's hot right now. Everybody talk about him. That's good. He's earning it. Uh, one thing stuck out to me, uh, One of somebody was talking to him, and he said that he plans on being in the show at 22 years old, and then I guess he smiled and said, I'm 21 right now. <laughs> so, I mean, this dude has a plan. Yeah. And that's – so he – yeah, he was another Tyone trade guy. I know you said that. But Miggy Yahoo – Ronzi Contreras. We'll talk about another one. Michael Oscato came over in that deal. Um, our number 25 prospect we're going to talk about, Kanan Smith and Jigma came, and Jigba came over in that deal. Got a lot. Got a lot yeah, for him. I'm, I'm looking forward to this guy. Ronzi Contreras. And I, when I say remember that, uh, we just talked about you got to have somebody to pitch. If, mm-hmm. if some of these guys get dealt, uh, it might be him. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time somebody's come from double A right to the show either. He right. very well could just stay in double A and then go straight there. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing, and, and one of the things I really love about him is that the scouts say his changeup is his second best pitch. I love that. I know I, you, you know, do. I, I love a changeup pitcher. I always have. I always will. I think a, change, a, a, well, a well-placed changeup is one of the best pitches in baseball. Obviously, it the best pitch in baseball is a well well located fastball. Everybody knows that. But if it's paired starter, with a changeup, yeah. then it's even better. 
It makes right. your fastball even better. Right. And he's and got you're talking it. about and I think if you're if you're a relief pitcher, you can get away with not having a changeup. It's not that big of a deal. Your off speed is your off speed, whatever is your best, you throw it. But as a starter, I think a, a good changeup is critical. I I mean, I, I just I think it's a it's almost a must have for an elite starting pitcher. Even though it's not, I think I feel as though you need one. So I just want to say, because when when we talk about all this stuff and we're talking about looking forward to guys coming and being good and talking them up, I will say this. I will talk anyone up who I think will be one through five in a rotation that is a good team. Not just he'll make the majors, but not not just, uh, yeah, not just he'll make the majors, but also not like, He's going to be an ace. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm not, when I say, when we talk about Miguel Yahure, for example, I don't Mm -hmm. think this guy has the potential to be an ace, but he has the potential to be a really good three or four guy, like a really good one. Like, not Mm -hmm. a three or four guy pitching for the Pirates right now, a three or four guy on a competitive team. Right. So, on a playoff caliber team. Yes, exactly. And that's the kind of stuff. If I'm saying this guy can be part of a rotation that takes a team to the playoffs, those are the guys I'm excited about. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be just an ace. Right. There's only a few guys who have the potential to come and be our ace. And Mitch Keller is supposed to be one of those guys. I'm starting to back off on that a little bit, and I'm starting to think maybe he's around a three, but still could end up being effective. Right. I mean, I thought the same thing about Glass. Now he is now an ace, right? Uh, Ronzi Contreras, Ronzi Contreras. I, I don't know what they say his ceiling is, but he's supposed to be the better of the two. So you're looking at maybe a two or three instead of a three or four. And anytime you're there, you have the potential to say, "No, this guy actually figured something out." Right. You know what I mean? But you don't ever. There's very few times, even uh, Quinn Priester, who's our number three, right? Even him, I would I would be leery of saying, yeah, this guy's a no-doubter. Like, he's going to be an ace. Right. I'm just not sure yet. I mean, first off, some of these guys are, are really young, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. yet. But some of the guys are a little bit older, like Yahure, who's only 23, but he's a little bit older than some of these other guys. And Ronzi Contreras, who's 21, you're getting a little bit of an idea. Right. So I, I just want to throw that out there because we talk about pitchers and how much we like them. That doesn't mean we think they're going to be ace guys. Now, if they draft Jack Leiter or Kumar Rocker, then I'll be excited about having an ace. Right. Even though all the draft things right now are saying they're not going to do that. They're either going to sign a high school shortstop or the college catcher. But we'll get into that another day because that'll be coming up in July. <laughs> but yeah, Ronzi Contreras, we think, is going to be part of a we think he will be part of the competitive playoff push team in yeah. the rotation with Miguel Yohore mm-hmm. and maybe Mitch Keller. And then who knows <laughs> after that. Number 22, Nick Garcia, another pitcher. Uh, round three pick last year. Six games, 17 innings, 312 VRA, 20 Ks, 12 walks. Doesn't give up a lot of hits. He's in Bradenton. I'm going to kind of go through these last 
There's not like big name guys. I mean, this, we're talking about number 22 to number 30. And and I guarantee you when midseason rankings come out, Ronzi Contreras is not number 21. Right. He's going to be a top 15 at least. So Yeah, if not top 10. Yeah. Number 23 is a lefty that we got in the Musgrove trade. Omar Cruz, he's at Greensboro as well. 22 years old, five starts, 357 ERA, 31Ks in 17 innings, 18 and 17 and two thirds. Another Yowzers. Right. Mowing them down. Uh, number 24 is actually Jose Soriano, which this is kind of a weird thing too. He's a Rule 5 pick, he's still recovering from Tommy John's. He'll be back at some point this year, but when he gets back, He's going to be in the majors because he's a Rule 5 pick and he has to be. Yeah. He does have some statistics. Uh, two games he started as part of, actually, as part of a rehab. 14.73 ERA, 3.2 innings, 6 Ks, and had a setback. So he's going to be even further away than that. Number 25, Kanan Smith and Jigba. He's an outfielder, 22 years old. He's in double-A Altoona. Another lefty hitter. He also came over in the Tyone trade. 24 games. He's only hitting 214, but he's on base at 356. Four doubles, two homers, four stolen bases. A lot of power potential, I think, we heard from uh, about him. Yeah. Number 26, Andy Rodriguez, 21 years old. Catcher slash outfield, but I think, you know, we're hoping catcher. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's a good ways away. He's still in Bradenton. He came from the Mets, but in the Musgrove deal. The the Padres threw that one guy to New York, and yeah. they threw the catcher to us. So it was like a weird way that we got into that. Uh, 26 games, 265, four doubles, three doubles, five, or two, four doubles, two triples, five home runs. He's a hitter, which mm-hmm. is why he's labeled as catcher slash outfield. Because a lot of times yeah. these catchers, they come up, and they say, well, if you're a good hitter, we're going to move you out of catcher. And that's why you don't have good catchers. Right. So it's hard on the body. So they typically say, if you're not an elite defensive catcher, we're going to move you to first base or the outfield or third base. Or Neil Walker's one of those guys. He went to third, then went to second. Yeah. So uh, number 27, Max Kranich. He's a AAA indie right now. He's 23 years old. Uh, he started three games in Altoona to start off the year. And then now he's got a couple starts in Indy. He started today and actually had a rough game. So his numbers were better until today. But he started five games, 432 ERA and 25 innings. He has 23 Ks. Now that's combined with the two. But he does have 23 Ks to only four walks. So he's throwing a lot of strikes. But he's getting hit. Mm-hmm. Number 28 is Michael Burrows, right-handed pitcher, 21 years old, high A Greensboro. 174 ERA and five starts, 20 innings, 31 Ks, and only eight walks. 104 opponent batting average. So PlayStation stats, as they say. Mm-hmm. He'll be one to watch. He'll probably move up if he continue. I mean, if he continues that for sure. Right, yeah. Number 29, Alexander Mojica. He's a third base, first base guy, 18 years old. He's in low A Bradenton, obviously. He's 18 years old. Hitting 100, uh, hitting 178, I was going to say. Hitting 178, on base 303, couple doubles, three homers, but 12 walks, 26 strikeouts. He's 18. 
Yeah. Number 30 is another guy down in Bradenton, uh, Dario Lopez. Spent most time at shortstop, but he's listed as an infielder. Guess they're going to try to figure it out. <laughs> and he's only 19, so that makes sense. Yeah. 23 games, uh, n- you know, nothing crazy. He's got a couple homers. Um, that's our top 30. I know we zipped through that end part, but, I mean, you know, that's a lot of guys. Right. And and it's so early that there are guys that stick out. Ronzi Contreras sticks out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then you got the injuries of Swaggerty and Yahure, and that's important to understand that, hey, we do have some guys. We have like four or five guys that are done for the year. Four guys that are done for the year. Uh, Soriano's not actually done for the year, but, you know, there's going to be injuries, and that, that is going to stump things. You're probably not paying attention to that. The big ones to me, if you were going to pay attention, early season I would have given the ones that I think are going to be really good. But right now, I mean, you're mostly looking at guys like O'Neill Cruz. I would say Swaggerty, but he's he's out for the year. Ronzi Contreras, because I feel like even though he's in double A, he's close. Yeah. But those kind of guys are the ones I'm watching for. Rodolfo Castro, O'Neill Cruz, Ronzi Contreras. And there's a theme there. All those guys are on our 40-man roster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So those are the guys that we're going to pay attention to because of that. Because they have an opportunity to, hey, there's a doubleheader. We need an extra guy. Let's bring up Castro. I mean, right. they usually bring up a pitcher for that. So I guess that's poor thought process. But anyway, we do have some notable players that are not in the top 30. I just brought one of them up, and that's Rodolfo Castro, who's not in our top 30. He's in double A. He actually got three at-bats with the Pirates before the minor league season started. He did not get a hit in those games. But in 26 games so far, uh, six doubles, a triple, four home runs. But he has struck out 25 times. But he's in 279, 350 on base. Uh, Once again, Altoona might be rough. He also has four errors. There's a lot of errors in Altoona right now. I don't know what's going on there. but yeah, I guess I'm just not surprised there because of that. But... He's played most of his minor league career at second base. But right now he's playing third. He's also played some short. So I would say Rodolfo Castro would kind of be your guy that you'd like to see come up and play the role that Wilmer Defoe's playing right now. Yeah. So when this team gets really good, that's what would Rodolfo Castro will be. However, I think he'll hit better than Defoe and at least have more power. The, the only thing I've heard about this guy is that he – consistently hits the ball hard. Now, he has 25 strikeouts, so he's also probably swinging hard a lot. But <laughs> the point is, this you know he that's what he kind of plays. Nick Gonzalez is going to be playing second when we're really good, hopefully, yeah. if everything works out. You know, I mean, right. we're saying this kind right. of stuff, but it's all got to work out. You've got a plethora of shortstops, but probably you would think maybe Piguero, Cruz, somebody like that, maybe even Cole Tucker. Key Brian Hayes is going to be playing third. So yeah. Castro's real shot here would be second base, third base. If Nick Gonzalez, something happens with him, or if Juan Bay doesn't work out, he could move into that second base position. Yeah. Um, but also just play that Wilmer Defoe role where he goes all around those and just plays when guys are out or Eric Gonzalez for that matter. So he's fun to follow. I I just think that I think he's better than I think he finds his way back into that top thirty, possibly. Unless he gets too you know, he gets some more time and they don't 
waste their time on it, I guess. But Right. Another one would be another high A Greensboro guy. Actually, two more guys, three more guys that are in high A Greensboro right now. I got three guys. One of them is an outfielder that was drafted in 2019 in a third round out of college. So he's 23 years old and he's only in high A Greensboro, but uh, he's raking. Uh, his name is Matthew Frazier. I don't know if it's Fraser or Frazier, the I's before the Z. So I don't, doesn't matter. Right. 27 games, four doubles, a triple, five home runs, 19 walks, and 20 strikeouts. He's almost even in those two. Mm-hmm. 320. He's on base at a 423 right now, slugging 524. Those are good numbers. Yeah, those are good. So being that he's 23 years old and he's a college pick, uh, it wouldn't be too surprising that if spots open up in double A, you know what I mean? Yeah, he or, progresses a little bit. Yeah, or triple A. I mean, right now, the guys we have in triple A playing outfield, now that Swaggerty's hurt, are it's not Oliva. It's like Anthony Alford and Dust and Dustin Fowler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Chris Sharp, I think, is one of the guys there. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh another guy is Aaron Shackelford. He's twenty four years old. But he was another college pick in 2019. 28 games. Uh, this is not a typo. He has nine home runs. Uh, he's <laughs> He has struck out 39 times, but he's walked 21 times. So this is another one of those, you know, and those guys, are, those guys are in the majors right now. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. So possibly 224, but he's on base at 369 and he's slugging 531. So, when your OPS is around 900, you're still okay. Yeah. I'd like to see the average higher, but it is what it is. I mean, he's got nine home runs <laughs> in 28 games. And the uh, and the last one I have in Greensboro is Lolo Sanchez. And if you paid attention to the Pirates a good bit, you've probably heard this name before. Uh, he's only 22. He's in Greensboro. Fangraphs do have him as our number 41 prospect. MLB.com only goes to 30, so it doesn't matter. But 25 games, six doubles, four homers, 19 walks, and only 13 strikeouts. And he stole six bases. So he's only in 240. He's only hitting 259, but he's on base at 407. Uh, he's a speedy outfielder guy. He just hit that fourth home run today. But in 2018, he was listed as our number 10 prospect. Part of that is because we didn't have so many prospects. But still, he was a number 10. Right. And he was right after Cal Mitchell, who we talked about. And he was still ahead of guys like Clay Holmes, Nick Birdie, Jared Oliva, Mason Martin, Ji-Huan Bay. He struggled a little bit. He dropped to 15 in 2019. Still ahead of guys like Tanaj Thomas, Mason Martin, Rodolfo Castro, Max Kranich. JT Brubaker was number 26 that year. Michael Burroughs, who we talked about. In 2020, he dropped off the list, and he's still not on it. But basically, he's a guy who could get back on that list. Sure. And he's a fast outfielder, and right now, we're looking at a lot of outfielders. <laughs> like, we're trying to look for a lot of outfielders because, obviously, outfield has been a pain point for us right now. Right. So the other notable one is just a... He's a 19-year-old in Bradenton, but the only reason I bring him up is because he was also one of the guys in the Jameson Tyon trade, and that's Michael Oscato. At 19 games, he has three doubles, a triple, and a home run. I'll come back to that. 
17 walks, 24 strikeouts, four stolen bases. That's 313 average, 465 on base. And he was just on the 3rd of June. He was put on the injured list. But that one home run was a grand slam. That broke a tie. So they were tied at seven, and he had a grand slam in the third inning. <laughs> oh, geez. I, it's just, that was just a crazy moment, so I remember. But that is his only home run. So it sounds like the pitcher might have been uh, giving him up. Mm-hmm. If, you were all, if you already had seven and third. Yeah. You'd also given up seven, but I don't know what that game ended up, but... <laughs> it's crazy. Slow pitch softball. Right. So anyway, I, did you have anyone? I mean, I know that I that we've covered about 35 people. So did you have anyone else that was there? I, you probably just, I know you probably just looked at the top 30. Yeah. Yeah. With that said, that's the end of our prospect update episode. I would assume uh, that if we do another one of these, maybe in a month, maybe in maybe in a month and a half, maybe a little bit longer out, that maybe we'll key in on some specific players to avoid the length of this. Right. There is a lot of stuff here, and I'm afraid, and I know that like we wanted to do this, and we know that people wanted to hear this. Uh, we got the message from Danny, and he wanted to hear this. I don't know if he knew what he was asking. <laughs> it's the old don't ask questions to answers you don't want the answers to. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we didn't actually expect it to to go this long, but right. we're here. It ended up this long, so we're going to do two. I would think that next time around, maybe we just talk about the guys who are doing well. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a fair thing to say. This was a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm like I said, my fear would be that as as you're listening to this, you might say, dang, dude, this is, I mean, there were moments where I felt like I was flying through, like this guy did this, this guy did this, this guy did this. And I'm thinking, there's no way you're even going to, like, what's that going to mean? You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. So maybe here's what we'll do. Send us a message on Facebook or on Twitter and and tell us maybe uh, what you what you liked about the prospect update, but also... Maybe, hey, let's do a pitching prospect update and then later do a hitting prospect update or something like that. Yeah. Maybe just do the highlights of things, maybe position by position. Or if you like the format where we just say, hey, I'm not really thinking about prospects all the time, so I only want to think about them for this 45 to an hour time limit. <laughs> yeah. If this is the format that you'd rather have, hey, give it to me right all right now. Just tell me how it's going. Then you know, obviously we can do it this way again, but either way, this was our prospect update. I hope that you guys are, uh, I hope there's something that you guys are getting out of this. I know that we like to follow the prospects and see what's coming. It is a weird thing if you do it a lot because you're kind of following something that you're not even going to see come to fruition for years. Yeah. You know, and some of these guys, a lot of years. And so while it does give you some sort of hope, when you get into the numbers, it feels less so. Right. Because you get to hear people that are struggling. Sometimes it's better just to hear a scouting report that says this guy's going to be good. Trust me. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, not that we really even got a lot of bad numbers. Um, like I said, some of these guys, I mean, especially pitchers. I mean, you talk about five games. 
Right. Unless they're blowing them away like Ronzi and and uh, Majinski and, and you know guys like that. Like those are some eye popping numbers. Those ones are fun to see. So maybe next time we're focusing on stuff like that. Yep. Hey, let's go, Young Bucks. Let's go, Young Bucks. <laughs>